0: Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of It's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where three buddies discuss comics from their childhood and today. I'm Kirk.
1: I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick.
0: How are we doing this week, guys?
1: Yet another week. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Another week in pandemic hell. (laughs) So... This week, we're going to be discussing characters that start with the letter G and continue our Russian characters in comics for the month of May. So, I will go first. I decided that I was going to reread Gen 13 Lost in Paradise. The only thing I can say about it is that the art was good because it was J. Scott Campbell and Jim Lee. I couldn't get into it, so my apologies for that. And
1: I, I never read any Gen 13, and I always was told that it was really good, and they did a whole bunch of spinoffs, and it went bad.
0: That is correct. The original run was awesome.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: Um, so for my Russian character in comics, I did Omega Red. Um, so I did the first appearance of Omega Red, which was X-Men Volume 2, Number 4. Um, the hand decides to reanimate Omega Red, and they reanimate him for one thing, which is to capture Wolverine. Wolverine, who Omega Red remembers from his past. Um, At the Xavier Institute, Moria McTaggart is having nightmares plagued with feeling guilty for trying to condition Magneto's behavior while he was in her care on Muir Island. She wakes up screaming and Cyclops, Banshee, and Professor X come to her room to see what's the matter. Nick will be happy because Banshee's jock is broken, so he can't really talk. <laughs> so he has to talk through a mind bridge from Professor X. <laughs> um, meanwhile, outside, Gambit and Jubilee are playing two-on-two basketball with Wolverine and Rogue. And they're doing non-mutant powers. But Wolverine and Rogue decide to start cheating and using their powers, and it, you can imagine what goes on from there. Um, Gambit's going to take Lee, take Rogue on a date, and Beast, Jubilee, Wolverine, and all try to tag along to join them to make sure that the. Uh, the boy te- treats the girl right. Um, they get they run into a trap as Gambit's trying to outrun the other three X Men. And the hand and Ab- Ahmed capture both Rogue and Gambit, and they cause the other three to the jeep to explode. That's carrying the other three um, X Men. Surprisingly the X-Men are unharmed and they get taken out by Omega Red's death spores. Shortly before fainting, fading out, Wolverine remembers the smell from his past. The unconscious X-Men are loaded into an ambulance, making it look like an ordinary car accident to any passersby. This book was pretty good. The Arts by Jim Lee, and we all know that Kirk's favorite artist is Jim Lee. So, um, did you just go third person? I just went third person. I thought I could, (laughs) I didn't like the way it sounded though. It kind of makes me sound pretentious. So (laughs) we won't be doing that again. (laughs) Now, Jim Lee did the art and he is usual did a phenomenal job. Um, I would highly recommend the early books. Of the uh, the uh, X Men volume two run, that's the reboot from 1991 because it was really really good. It was then them and they're at their peak. So that's what I had this week, guys. Cool. Nice. You wanna go there? <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. Um. So
2: for G, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm a. I was a pretty big fan of Dan Brereton back in the day. And I got a lot of his nocturnal stuff, and I really like his paintings. So he did a book for DC uh, in August of 1999 called Giant Killer. And it's a six part miniseries about this is like when Hellboy was huge. So this is giant kaiju attack San Francisco out of uh, a dormant volcano, right? So they're all coming out of this weird dimension, and the government has a secret program where they're trying to fuse human DNA and kaiju DNA to make a super soldier, and they create this character. They call him Jack, and his job is to go into the unknown territories or the forbidden territories and kill the kaiju. He's roughly human size, probably about eight feet tall and the kaiju are about 60 feet tall. So he's incredibly strong. Um, He's fireproof pretty much. He does get burned up a little bit, but it's a crazy book. He, he goes inside the, the forbidden zone and meets a girl named Jill. And Jill is looks like a normal human. Except for she's also super strong. And she knows a lot about the creatures that are in there. And it comes to be that she was their first experiment. Who went in there and went native. And decided that she doesn't want to kill them. She just wants to study them. And the government is afraid that Jack is going to do the same thing. So... Jack is like, nope, I'm just going to kill everything. So <laughs> he, he uh yeah, he pretty much has to fight this giant 200-foot dragon at the end. And it's good. I mean, it's probably like a dollar book, so you could probably go and find this for a dollar each. And I would recommend it. I mean, if you like Hellboy, this would be right up your alley. And hmm. Then for my Russian character, I did Omega Red. And <laughs> just kidding. I did. <laughs> the Same issue, so you
1: could hear Banshee hey, not
2: talking. I'm just gonna do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. I did. <laughs> I did Rocket Red and Justice League number three, volume one, which is the Giffen De Mateus run. And So the Justice League are hanging outside of Bialya, which is a horrible country. If anybody knows DC, it's the country that has all the terrorists. They are always trying to stir up trouble with the world. So these interdimensional superheroes come flying through Bialya and go into Russian airspace. And prior to this, the Justice League had to deal with the Russians not allowing American superheroes on their country. So they have to get permission to go in or the Russia has the ability to attack the superheroes with their rocket red squad. So guy Gardner rushes in, doesn't care. And then beetle Batman, everybody has to go in behind him and help stop him
1: typical that's guy very unusual. yeah well i was going to right. say that's not like guy at all <laughs> and uh <laughs> they they send the
2: the rocket reds after them there's a huge fight they have to somehow convince the rockets that they're not here for any of this they just want to get those interdimensional characters out of here and back to where they're supposed to be this all leads to a giant nuclear meltdown and Gorbachev gets a phone call from Maxwell Lord, and yeah, it's a goofy issue. But the good thing about this issue, Ryan, is this is where one of your favorite characters joins the Justice League. In the last last panel, they they head home after this whole encounter, and Maxwell Lord is like, Welcome to the Justice League, Booster Gold. And this is where Booster becomes a Legionnaire, or a Justice Leaguer, not a Legionnaire well deserved
1: yep and that's all i got cool cool all right so my g is green arrow featuring green lantern um this was from volume two of green arrow and uh they started a crossover series called black circle between green arrow, green lantern. And so each of them had three issues of this. And, um, it's supposed to be a play on the whole hard traveling heroes from way back when, um, when Hal and Ollie set across the United States to find America. But this time it is Kyle and Ollie. And, um, there's drug smuggling going on and Ollie's taking them down. or Green Arrow's taking them down. And they open up the trunk for all these drugs and it's bleach. And then it jumps over to Kyle who's at a club and he sees a drug deal going down. And so, so he goes to the back, changes into Green Lantern and he comes back out to try to take him out. And he runs into an alien that knocks the crap out of him. And this is when he was dating Jade. So D- Jade's kind of stepping up and helping out. The aliens escape. They go to um where Ollie's at and to go see the drug dealers or the supposed drug dealers in Star City. And they're like, we're waiting for the merchandise. They lost it all. So the aliens neutralized all the drug dealers. And apparently these aliens just needed massive quantities of cleaning supplies for something. And um, Kyle and Ollie start getting into it a little bit. Kyle's making fun of them for being an old man and how they're going to do some kind of like old, you know, car traveling hero type deal. They start fighting. Um, the aliens show up, run outside, and something has disintegrated both of them. And that's where the issue ends at going into Green Lantern 162. Um, I figured you guys would assume I was going with Green Lantern. So I wanted to change it up a little bit and go with the Green Arrow. arrow. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to do a crossover tribute uh, to them. Now, my Russian one is Green Lantern Corps 208 where Kilowog turns Russian. Also yesterday, 80 years ago, Alan Scott was introduced as Green Lantern. So it's Green Lantern's 80th birthday. So I felt it was only fitting. Um, so Green Lantern Core, uh, 208, this is from second series. Um, Kilowog has just been introduced to Earth in issue 201. And so he's still trying to kind of figure out how everything works on Earth. And this is where the Guardians had assigned, what was it, seven Green Lanterns to Earth, I think it is. They had Arisia, uh Hal, um, John, Kamatui, Silak, and chip and then Kilowog we're all stationed on earth and um, in the previous issue Kilowog meets a guy named Peter and Peter kind of explains to him how uh, there's other ways than the American way and convinces him to go to Russia and help build the uh, Rocket Reds and so Kilowog meets Gorbachev and you know, he he really likes what Russia's doing. That's what his planet was like. And so he wants, he it makes him feel like he's at home. So um, he actually helps build up the rocket red program and um, he starts protecting Russia and Towards the end, all the lanterns are charging up the ring except for Kilowog, and they're trying to figure out where Kilowog's at, and the battery goes shooting off. So they chase it to find out where Kilowog's at, and they run into Kilowog over Russian airspace after fighting a Rocket Red. And Kilowog, you know, Hal's like, okay, why don't you come with us? And Kilowog's like, no, I like this here. This is what my planet was like. This is very comfortable to me. I'm going to stay here. And Katmatui like, well, I don't know much about Earth either. Maybe I should go see what this is all about. And John goes along with her to kind of figure out, or to kind of protect Katmatui. And so now Kilowog, John, and Katmatui are all working for the Russian government currently. So I thought it was an off the wall. R- Russian character that I could throw out there.
0: Nice. All right. Is there anything special going on at the shop this week, Ryan?
1: Uh, well, by the time this is aired next week, we've already had one new week of con- uh one week of new books, and the first issues of uh, Marvel books will start coming out next week. Um, I think I'm trying to remember. Seems like the sale got extended a little bit because of the new books coming out as well. But I can't remember how long it goes for. So that's what we got. Oh, okay. And um, <clears throat> let me get the guy's name here real quick. And they announced that see, Dominic Pace, who plays the character of Gecko in The Mandalorian. He's one of the bounty hunters will be coming to Krypton on July 13th from noon to four. Um, doing autographs and pictures and he's got stuff he can sell all that jazz. Um, they are do- working on the social distancing thing. So any pictures that are taken with them, there will be a separation between you and him with a cardboard cutout of his character. Uh, he's not going to be shaking hands, kissing babies, any of that jazz. But uh, he was taking a tour across the United States and reached out to Krypton and said, hey, you know, I'd be interested in stopping in. And they were able to work it out. So on July 13th, so all those fans of Mandalorian can go in and get a picture with Gecko.
0: Awesome. So now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, The Random read. All right, who wants to go first? Because I don't have any this week.
1: What? Nope. I can. Okay. I have five more issues of Green Lantern. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) And go. (laughs) No, I've got three. Um, So Diamond is starting to re-release books this week. However, DC kind of went out and went through a different distributor for a little bit. And so a few DC books have come out and one of them is Justice League Odyssey number 20 uh, by Abnett and Richards. And I've been talking about this series for a while and um, it feels, it's one of those stories that feels like it probably should have been like a six issue story arc and it's done, but the story arc has been going on for 20 issues and it's not a bad thing. It's been actually really good. Um, so cyborg and uh, Azriel and uh, I want to say starfire fire, and that's not it. Um, starfire is it starfire, Nick? Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> Starfire all become disciples of Apocalypse, and Jessica Cruz is taking taking them on with Orion. Uh, Starfire's sister, Dexstar, the cat, the Red Lantern, and a space technician and a time traveler that they had just recently met. And bad things go down. People die. I don't want to give anything away. Um, So they're trying to figure out a way to stop it. And they know if they time travel they they and go back to stop it. There's probably a good chance. Nothing's going to be stopped. Uh, It usually affects, you know, the world as a whole and could make things worse. So they're like, forget that we're not going to do that. But what if we can send back a message to a particular time, kind of giving them a heads up and see if that'll adjust things because then they're not, pulling them out of a situation, they're just kind of, hey, be aware of this and that's kind of where the book went and I did get off of this about issue 10 and I went back into it about issue 14 I think and I went back and picked up the issues, this is a solid read Um, it is that space uh, story that you want and You've got the major villain with Darkseid. You've got characters you care about that you want to be good, but they got possessed by the bad. Um, they're introducing some new characters that are just a lot of fun, a lot of humor to it. It's a definite read. Um, next one I got is uh, Dr. Fate from um, 89. The 89 series, and this was issue five by J.M. Demantis and Sean McManus. Um, I mentioned a while back that I've been kind of going back through finding Demantis' stuff because I really appreciate how he writes. And Dr. Fate is a character that I've always thought was kind of interesting. And this, he, Demantis kills it again. Um, At one point, Dr. Fate turns into a woman, which uh, hilarity ensues, and it all goes back towards the uh, drinking from the cup from Christ and plays all into that. I mean, it was a relatively cheap book. I think I got it for like three bucks. Um, The series itself is fairly cheap. I am still reading through the series, but if you get an opportunity to check out these older Dr. Fates definitely do it. I think they're very underappreciated and undervalued and definitely need to be looked into. Alright, final one. Predator Race War by Dark Horse. Um, what can I say about this? There is a lot of tie-ins to previous Predator books because the survivors of those previous predator books become a unit and are chasing after the predator. So there's a little bit being lost there. I mean, they kind of go back and talk about it a little bit, but you really don't understand the full story of it. Um, unless you've read those previous books and the whole purpose of this, what I've figured out so far is that a guy has said that he has killed over 500 people, he admits to it, Uh, he knows he'll be safe in jail and his name recognition is going to be huge and off the wall and he thinks it's going to just be great things for him when he, in reality killed only two people, which he killed somebody, that's still bad but um, the Predator heard about this and he goes into prison and now Predator is inside prison Uh, and took out this guy and now he's got to get out of the prison with all the cellmates and the police and all that while this team is going to go to the prison to help take out the predator and that's where it leaves off there that's what I got wow cool cool All right, so I already
2: did damage volume 1 and I went back and I found damage volume 2 and Woo-hoo! I picked it up, and I got it, and it's it's pretty cool, like I like the first one, didn't think I would get the second one, but I did, and yeah, I mean, it's a definite Hulk story. Um, the kid inside is starting to get more control over the the creature, and you get more backstory on some of the characters and. And in the final issue, he comes across the Justice League, and he's like... actually, the final two issues, he always wanted to be a hero. That's why he signed up for the experiments, because he wanted to be Superman, because Superman was his favorite hero since he was, like, 10 years old. And he finally gets to meet Superman, just in the wrong end of Superman. Um, they have a fist fight, and... You can see this going in the way that Doomsday did, because neither of them are going to back down. And Batman does something really smart. He calls in Deadman to go in the body and stop it. And it ends up that the hour time limit for him to be damaged runs down while the dead man is inside of him and he reverts back to human and the justice they capture him and take him back to the, the hall of justice. And he's now their prisoner, but he's they're Like it's better than being in the government's prison. So that's where that book ends. Hmm. I don't even know if there's any more damage stories.
1: What's the last issue on that one, Nick? I think it's
2: 12. Yep, 7 through 12.
1: Uh, I'm trying to remember.
2: It it does go through 16. Yeah? Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's another volume out there. Um, Um, Yeah. So then I picked up a book that Ryan actually says that he likes about the Legion of Superheroes. I picked up Rebels from yeah 1999 I found almost all of them for a dollar a piece so yeah and I had a couple already so I knew what the story was about this book is kind of nuts but in a good way um Viril docks he's the son of the brainiac from krypton he is Brainiac 2. Brainiac th- 3, I think, is in The Legion of Superheroes. Um, so, Brainiac 3, or Brainiac 4, Brainiac 5, right? I don't know. Which one? I think it it's matter. 5. Brainiac 5, right? Yeah, I think so. In, in the future, in the 31st century, he implants Supergirl with uh, something in her brain. So when she travels back to the past and meets Vril Docs, he can access the recording on her brain and download a bit of Brainiac 5 into his head so he can tell him that he needs to create a team based on the Legion of the 31st century using people from the 20th century. It's nuts. Um... He, wow, so I read the first four issues of this, and he loses control of Legion, which is L, period, E, period, G, period, I, period, O, period, N, period, which is his law enforcement group, you know, and everybody's like, isn't that the Green Lantern's problem? And they're like, not in some part of the space. That part of space is mine. Well, he loses control, and he can't figure out how it happened and Starro infected a lot of his subordinates and took over that part. And yeah, it's just a huge Starro fight, which is awesome because I love Starro. Who can't? Who doesn't love a giant space starfish? Starfish. <laughs> that wraps around your head, right? So, yeah, uh, definitely go find Legion. It's great. You don't have to know Legion of Superhero stuff at all. It's a good starting point. If you do want to learn about Legion of Superheroes, I would read Rebels first. Then I had the craziest dollar bin day. It was amazing. <laughs> um, I, I found the first appearance of Parasite for a dollar. Yeah, it's got a rip in it. It's horribly mangled, but hey, still first appearance of that i got some adventure comics with the legion of superheroes in it i was yeah and i found which is weird because we've been talking about synchronicity and how you think of something and then you automatically go and find it like i just found out that mantis was not only in dc or marvel but she also was in dc and then she also went into comico i think it was Comico. Because the creator didn't finish his story, the Celestial Madonna story in the Avengers. He didn't finish it, and he wanted to. So he finished it in Justice League of America, number 142. What? Yeah. This is from 77. Wow. And uh, oh, my God, dude. I was reading this, and I am like, this is that book. This is that Mantis story that I was reading about. How did I find this? Um it's crazy, right? so the 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 main group, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, they're all having some emergency, and Elongated Man, the atom, and Aquaman are taking a vacation in the middle of the ocean. They're like, let's just get away from it. let's just go. Adam, you seem really stressed. Let's take a vacation. Let's just go for a swim 80 miles off the course of like off the coast of Atlanta. It's just nuts. This is definitely 77. So they, they come across two UFOs fighting over the ocean. And they, of course they have to go rescue her. And they get inside, and there's this green girl with a low-cut shirt, dangly earrings, and she calls herself Willow. And she says something cryptic like, I have to find a thing, and I'm from a world that I can't tell you about, and I can't tell you what my mission is. So she's describing that she's still she's from the Marvel Universe and she's coming to the DC Universe to find something that's going to help her on her way. Hmm. It's it's a huge book. This is like 70 pages. I mean there's a, a robot that's after her called The Construct and he's got a whole bunch of like crazy robots that follow him they' it's crazy it's it's awesome I can't describe how good this is like I never really liked 70s Justice League but this one really was really cool. Um, it's the only appearance of Willow after this she goes to another comic company and finishes her story. like this one she's pregnant and is about to give birth. And then in like, uh, I can't remember what the issue is called, but the next part when she goes to Comico is she gives birth to a son. And it's just like, what is going on? Like he just took his character and went from Marvel to DC to another company and then brought her back to Marvel. <laughs> All right and then they made an abomination in the just or the the guardians of the galaxy movie and that is insane like that is not mantis in the 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 movie that is some other character that they just put mantis's body on like mantis is a badass and they find out in this that you know she sends elongated man and Aquaman off to go do something and keeps the Atom with her. And the Atom's like, well, what am I going to do? I just shrink. And then she, like, they get attacked by a whole bunch of robots and she goes all kung fu on them and destroys all of them. And Adam's like, what am I doing here? Why, why did you bring me? Just to talk to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, no, you have a purpose. Right? Because she's this galactic thing she's like no you have a purpose and it leads up to her like proving to the atom that he's a worthwhile superhero he's not just the guy that shrinks yeah i mean it's cool i mean it was a dollar i mean you can go find this book for like nine bucks in really good shape and i would recommend doing it i mean it's really cool so you did have heck of a week i did it was awesome i found I found so much stuff. I was just like, Oh my God.
1: Now I got to buy another (laughs) box. (laughs) I'm missing the last uh, trade of rebels. Then I'll have the whole run. Nice. I love, I really do enjoy that series. Awesome.
0: So Now we're going to move on to the list. And this week's list was top 10 characters that start with the letter F so I'll go first. Did Number we do F? We we did E, D, and
1: E last week. Oops, I did G. I'm getting confused. <laughs> it's always right. the previous letter of the w- letter we're on I the know, week.
2: <laughs> but this, this week has been bad. And it's only Monday.
0: <laughs> Give me five minutes. All right. All right. So... <laughs> number 10 you want me to wait or you want me to go Nick no go ahead number 10 Finn Fang Foom damn it (laughs) number 9 Firestorm number 8 Flint number 7 Feral number 6 Falcon number 5 Phantom X number 4 Emma Frost 3 Firestar Two, Forge. Number one, Flash.
1: (laughs) Oh. All right. I actually forgot about Flash. He's not on my list. Um, But... Number ten, Phantom X. Nine, Fat Cobra from the Iron Fist series. Eight, Firestar. Seven... Four Bushman. Yeah. Six, Forearm from Brigade. Uh, five, Frankenstein. Four, Felix Faust. Three, Fire. Two, Firestorm. Number one, Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> he was the one I had to have. So uh, I put him down first. <laughs> I was looking at the uh, Discord page, Nick. I like that Belize picture you put up. That Belize, if you find that
2: statue at the store
1: mm-hmm.
2: for less than 150 bucks,
1: mm-hmm. can you let me know? Absolutely. I won't because sell you the one I have. <laughs> 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 I absolutely love that statue. Yeah, I haven't seen one come in for a long time, but less than 150, I'll let you know. Okay, because I found, I have the Wonder Woman. Hmm.
2: Um. And I kind of wanted to get. I don't want the
1: Harley. Right. But the Belize is awesome. Oh, it's a, a beautiful statue. It's probably second or third favorite statue. My one of my first or favorites is. Uh, the um, pinups that they did. Yeah. They did one of Jessica Cruz and she's a, uh, one of the cops in the middle of the street with the waves traffic through and stuff. Yeah. And the, it has the lamp on it and everything. Um, That's probably one of my favorites, but this Belize is right up there with it. Absolutely gorgeous statue.
2: All right. So I got mine. All right. All right, so, number 10, Phantoma. Number 9, Phantom X. Number 8, The Falcon. Number 7, Felix Faust. Number 6, Feral Lad. Number 5, Firebrand. Number 4, Firestorm. Number 3, Franklin Richards. Number 2, Firestar. And number 1, The Flash. Nice. Nice. Well, I... I have to put Firestar up there because we grew up with her. Yeah. I mean, created for cartoons and we watched her every Saturday. So that's why she made my list. She left an impression, even though she looked exactly like Mary Jane, which confused the crap out of me.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Anybody got any news this week?
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. So, the first piece of news I got is DC um, is canceling a few books, just like Marvel is. The downside of it is, uh, let's see, it's the one they were talking about is The Terrifics and Supergirl as well, by the way. And then for Marvel, it was Ant Man, and then The Amazing Mary Jane. Um, they're not going to publish the last issues of it. They're all going to go digital. So they're going to finish off the runs digitally. No hard copy. That's crap. Unless they publish it in a trade. It's crap. Yeah.
2: If I was a collector, I'd be pissed. If I like those books, and I'd be like. Just like when they canceled Ghost Rider early and yep. they didn't publish that last issue for 20 years. God, I hate that. hate it when they do that.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I know the owner Krypton has sent both Marvel and DC a letter saying that that's not good practice. Um I, you know they've already got them published. Just mm-hmm. print the stupid things and send them out. You know, um, making somebody switch over to digital, that all that's going to do is hurt the brick and mortars because, hey, I can see digital now. And, and Kirk, I know you do some digital. I'm I not did. complaining about you. But, you know, if people figure out well, I'm going to start reading it digitally. Then I'm not going to even have to go to the stores. That's just going to, this whole environment right now has already shut down. So many stores. I think read somewhere like 30% of the stores in America have shut down permanently because of the Corona or the COVID-19 and the new books stopping being published for a month and a half or whatever. Um, and then you're you're publishing a few books that people may be fans of just digitally only to finish off, it's going to just kill... If they keep on those kind of business practices, it's just going to kill the industry. Um, secondly, so I mentioned earlier, it's Green Lantern's 80th birthday. They're releasing... Ten covers, one for every decade of Green Lantern for a $10 pop piece. I am a completionist. I am going to be getting all of them. (laughs) 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 Today, I found out that Neil Adams in a money grab. I love Neil Adams as an artist, but his stuff is a little pricey is doing two exclusive covers only available at his booth at Comic-Cons or off the website, uh, his website, which is Krusty Bunkers um, or the comic shop at Krusty Bunker or named Krusty Bunkers. So uh, there is going to be two additional covers that are not only exclusive that Neil Adams did, and um, looking at the prices of some of the other stuff on there, I don't know if I'll ever get those. But uh, they did end up pushing those 80th anniversary 100-page super-spectaculars back um, to early June instead of having them come out this week. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. They are going to be released by on June 23rd. They're supposed to be released this week. So, that's what I had.
0: Okay. Nick, you got anything?
2: Uh, no, I don't.
0: All right. I don't have anything either. So, yeah. Have fun. Or, sorry, if you like what you hear, go to your favorite podcast. Where have you listened to your podcasts at? Give us a like, subscribe, leave us a comment. And um, yeah, have fun. Read more comics. It's been Kirk, Ryan, and Nick. See you guys. See ya.
1: Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free. You can't
2: take the sky from me Take me out to the black Tell them I ain't coming back Turn the land and fall the sea You can't take the sky from me
1: I found some of the you can't take the sky from me.